the Exodus and a prelude to the kingdom. Exodus 14, 2. <clears throat> Tell the Israelites to turn back and encamp. Verse 4 of the same chapter indicates that this course change is not about escape, but clearly it is being used to offer the Hebrews as bait. They are being put in harm's way in order for God to show his power in judging the Egyptians. The Israelites are really incidental to the main thrust of these events. <clears throat> so one might say that is the ancient version of it's not about you. It is probable that many of us Christians, quite naturally, will fixate on our part of the story when in fact we are just a prop. God will use us to bless or to curse others in the development of his plan. What is your reaction to the Israelites' response in Exodus 14.10? And there were the Egyptians marching after them. They were terrified and cried out to the Lord. It seems reasonable that if one is to cry out for help, then the Lord is the correct zip code. <clears throat> However, what about the terrified part? Let me suggest that most of us facing clearly discernible impending disaster would react, be terrified the same way. Or, or after an initial physical reaction, would the Holy Spirit bring you to an accepting, accepting peaceful state? Isaiah 41.10 states, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. By the way, the fear of being without mobile phone coverage is called nomophobia. Verse 11. They said to Moses, Was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? The Israelites have recently witnessed an, a, a, ten plagues, which they were untouched. They have been freed after many years of slavery and successfully plundered the Egyptians' wealth. Are these incredible feats and blessings past of God's being forgotten? Was there an expectation that once God showed himself to be their God, there would be smooth sailing from then on? Question. Could this act of forgetting be considered a lack of faith? It would appear that from the time of crying out until they challenged Moses, the leadership always gets it first. That's part of the territory. The Israelites allowed zero response time. Can any of us contemporary children of God identify with that own demand expectation? But then what is one to do? The answer given to me by a teacher of yesteryear is found in Ephesians 6, 13. And after all, having done and having done everything, stand. Also consider Proverbs twelve seven. There is an enormous amount of questionable information available on the approximate location of the crossing of the sea by the Israelites. Much of it was an attempt to disprove the miraculous, but even supposing the supporting efforts were overflowing with speculation and maybes. There were two isolated information points that were interesting 
but irrelevant to the account in Exodus. There was a serious but ultimately failed attempt to construct a canal connecting the Red Sea and the Nile River 500 years before the desert trek by Moses. The second item was the sea crossed in Exodus is sometimes labeled the Sea of Reeds rather than the Red Sea. The most appropriate viewpoint, in my opinion, to these issues about the Red Sea or Sea of Reeds on the Israelis' crossing was told me by a pastor when living up north. The story was told to him by his seminary friend who was a youth pastor in the Midwest. One of his youth uh, charges was a college student, college unknown, who was taking a required course in Old Testament history. The professor was not given to accepting anything that smelled like a miracle. So consequently, there were many, many open disagreements between the professor and the student. When the course reached the crossing of the Red Sea, or the Sea of Reeds, the professor carefully and with great length explained that the crossing was made in water, which was nothing more than a shallow marsh with a depth approximately knee-deep. The student burst out with a loud hallelujah and praise the Lord with great exuberance. The professor, with great consternation, challenged the student about this act reaction to what clearly <clears throat> was not even a minor miracle. The student replied, oh no, it was fantastic. God drowned the whole Egyptian army and all of his horses in knee-deep water. That is one incredible miracle. Amen. Exodus 14, verse 31. Israel saw the great power that the Lord used against the Egyptians, so the people feared the Lord, and they believed in the Lord and in his servant Moses. Please note this for future events to see how long this belief persists. Chapter 15 of Exodus begins with Moses and the sons of Israel singing a song. But the song of Moses is really in Psalm 90, found at the end of Deuteronomy. Next are the waters of Mara. Blessings and shalom and good day.